This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com. to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Chicago where the Indians are taking on the Chicago White Sox tail end of what has been an outstanding road trip so far for the Indians. They swept three games in Minneapolis against the Twins and won the opener of this series here against the White Sox last night, Friday night, when Corey Kluber was just outstanding tossing a three-hit shutout. Coming up on this week's show, we'll visit with Lonnie Chisenhall Indians outfielder has been playing a lot of center field since being activated from the disabled list. We'll also check in with Trevor Bauer, Indian starting pitcher who earned his first win of the season against the Twins on Thursday. We'll check in also with James Harris, the Indians director of player development, the Farm Report, and we'll also take a look at the week gone by. That's all coming your way shortly as we get rolling with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Today, whether your goal is to be stronger, faster, or to overcome an injury, Cleveland Clinic is here to help you achieve it. Our sports health experts have been caring for athletes of all ages and all skill levels for over five decades. And with same-day appointments, you have access to the number one care in Ohio today. Find your way to the best care at clevelandclinic.org slash access. Get ready. The future is bright for these Cleveland Indians. The kid Frankie Lindor. There's not a better all-around shortstop in the game. Throw to the plate. Now in time. And first slide. That'll score. Kipnis swung out and belted. Away. Back Catch the Indians and Mariners April 28th through the 30th. Get $10 KeyBank Kids tickets on Indians.com. Hey, Frankie, what you got there? It's an Italian hero from Subway. A lot of meat on that sandwich. Well, yeah, Mrs. G, it's got mortadella, spicy capicola. Capicola? Nice. Genoa salami, oil and vinegar. Is that Mediterranean oregano I smell? Yeah, Mr. Antonelli. What did I tell you? That thing is loaded. That's a nice sandwich. You did good, Frankie. Real good. Thanks, Sal. Thanks. 
Everybody? Subway has the authentic taste everyone loves. Introducing the Italian Hero. It's our better Italian flavor for a better Subway. Limited time only. Hey, Indians fans, City Tire Pros are proud partners of the Cleveland Indians. You'll save every day. Now through April 30th, when you buy four eligible Bridgestone tires, you can get a $70 Visa prepaid card by mail. Bridgestone, trusted performance when you need it most. All tires and service are backed by Tire Pros nationwide warranty, including complimentary roadside assistance coverage. Call the pros. City Tire Pros, located in Macedonia and Zanesville, or citytirepros.com. Prepaid card is issued by the Bancorp Bank, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. and may be used everywhere Visa debit cards are accepted. The Bancorp Bank, member FDIC, expiration applies welcome back to tribe talk jim rosenhouse back with you in chicago this weekend where the indians are taking on the chicago white Sox as part of a seven game road trip scheduled and it's been shortened to six games due to a rain out in minnesota earlier this week and that's where we start our week in review the four game series against the minnesota twins and the start of the road swing which began on Monday night in Minneapolis. Now, bear in mind, the Indians were coming off a homestand where they dropped four out of six to both Chicago and Detroit. So they were trying to get it rolling on the road, and the road proved to be a good place to be for the Indians as they got it going on Monday night with a 3-1 to win against the Twins. The game was tied at one in the third inning when Edwin Encarnacion would come up big for the Indians. Here is the 1-1. Swung and ripped into left. There's the clutch two-out RBI hit. Edwin Encarnacion puts the drive up 2-1. And Encarnacion gets just his second RBI of the year. That's his first base hit this year with men in scoring position. How about that? With the Tribe still leading 2-1 in the fifth inning, Michael Brantley continued his impressive start to the season. Here's the 1-0. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep right center field. This ball's way back there. Home run, Michael Brantley. He cleared the 23-foot high wall in right center. And the Indians are in front, 3-1. to one. Meanwhile, on the mound, Danny Salazar was getting it done, striking out his seventh to end the sixth inning. He's ready. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Chase to curve up and in. How about that? Salazar strikes out Eddie Rosario on ball four, and he'll strike out the side and finish the night with seven more strikeouts. Heck of a job by Danny Salazar in the six innings he pitched tonight. That would be all for Salazar, who finished with six strong innings, allowing just one earned run. So the Tribe would turn it over to the bullpen, and in the seventh inning, that meant Brian Shaw. Here's the pitch. Swung on grounded sharply to short. Staggers Lindor, sticks with it, throws over. Ending over. That's how you do it. Brian Shaw with a 1 2 3 seventh. We go to the eighth with the Indians now leading the Twins 3 to 1. Then in the eighth inning, it was Andrew Miller. Here's the 0 1. Swung on grounded toward first, sharply hit, diving back in at stop. Santana has it, gets up, goes to the bag himself. He's played a nice game at first. He gets Polanco, and Miller does his job. 3 to 1, Indians on top of the Twins heading to the ninth. And just the way the Indians like to draw it up, Cody Allen came on in the ninth. Cody Allen checks second, checks third, comes to the plate. Bauer sends a fly to straightaway center, and this will do it. Right there is Chisinau to grab it. Ball game. And the Indians start the trip with a win. On Tuesday, another chance to defeat the Minnesota Twins, a team that has always given the Indians a tough time, especially 
in Minneapolis. Well, the Indians got some help from the Twins early on, already leading one nothing in the first inning when Jose Ramirez hit what looked like a routine fly ball to right field. Hughes again will take a look at the runner. He'll come to the plate. Ramirez sends one high in the air, fairly deep right center. The right fielder Kepler's back, drifts onto the warning track, dropped the ball! How about that? Brantley scores, Ramirez is into second. And the Indians have a 2-0 lead as Max Kepler kept drifting back. He was on the warning track in right center, had a routine catch to make, and he dropped the ball. And the Indians have themselves a gift run. Kepler may not do that for another five years. Then Lonnie Chisenhall made the Twins pay some more with an RBI single. A swing and a ground ball toward first by the diving mower. Base hit right field. Kepler's up with it. He'll throw to the plate, but scoring easily is Ramirez from second. And Lonnie Chisenhall delivers a two-out, two-strike RBI single to right. And the Indians really making the Twins pay for the air. Now lead this ball game. Three to nothing. In the third inning, it was Jose Ramirez who would supply some power. The pitch swung on and smoked into deep right center. Kepler going back, track, wall. It is gone. A two-run home run to right center for Jose Ramirez. And the Indians have a 5-2 to two lead. And the little man has his fourth homer. And he now has 15 RBIs, second most in the American League. What an incredible tear he has been on. Then in the fourth, Carlos Santana continued what's been an impressive start to his season. 1-0 the count on Santana. Here's the pitch. Swung on, line drive, base hit, right field. That will bring home Almonte with the Indians' sixth run on the night. RBI single for Santana, and it's now 6-2 drive. Just a screamer through the right side of the infield for Santana. That moves Perez up to second. And for Carlos Santana, RBI number 11. And for Phil Hughes, that's the last pitch he throws. Here comes Paul Molitor. He has seen enough. A short night for the twin starter. And what's a big night offensively for the Tribe without some Francisco Lindor big base hits? The pitch. Lindor sends a drive toward the gap in right center. It's going to get down, and it is going to go all the way to the wall. Elmonte scores. Santana scores. Lindor around second, going for third, in with a head first slide. It's a two-run triple to right center for Frankie Lindor. And the Indians have removed all doubt, and they are pummeling the Twins tonight 9-3. to Meanwhile, on the mound, Josh Tomlin continued to trend with a starting pitcher for the Tribe pitching into the sixth inning. Tomlin's payoff pitch. Swung on, hit high in the air to fairly deep center, but Chisinau has it measured, and Tomlin wins the battle with Polanco, and the Indians get another six-inning start. Tribe with a 9-3 cushion on the Twins. Seventh inning is forthcoming. Then in the ninth inning, the Indians with the game in hand, but some late fireworks from Edwin Encarnacion. Tonkin's ready. Looks over the shoulder to first and delivers. Swung on, hit deep to left. Wow, look at it go. Way out of here. And it's 11-4 to 4 Indians. 
So the Indians had an 11-4 win. They take the first two games of the series in Minneapolis from the Twins. Then on Wednesday, too much rain. No baseball on Wednesday. A rain out to be made up later in the season. On Thursday, the Indians going for the series sweep with Trevor Bauer on the mound. And with the Indians trailing 2-0, Carlos Santana would help them get back in it. 1-2 the count on Carlos Santana. Here comes the pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball hit to deep right center field. Way back there, and it's high off the wall. It stays in play. Scoring is Almonte. Into second with a head first slide is Santana. And the Tribe is on the board. It's now Minnesota 2, the Indians 1. And that did not miss a home run by much for Carlos Santana. Then in the seventh inning, it was Santana again, this time tying the ball game. He fires. Santana with a drive down the left field line. Fair ball, it'll kick into the corner. That'll tie the game. Diaz to score. Into third is Perez. And a stand-up RBI double for Carlos Santana. We've got a 2-2 ball game. Still in the top half of the seventh inning, the Twins would help out the Tribe as Michael Brantley would come through with the bases loaded. What will Rodgers throw? Michael Brantley here, will he have the courage to throw a curveball? Here it comes. Ball four. He walked him with a fastball inside. So Taylor Rodgers kept coming in. And the Indians take the lead as Michael Brantley had another great at bat. Down in the count, 0-2. And he draws a bases-loaded walk to get his ninth RBI of the year. And the Indians have a 3-2 lead. Two batters later, bases still loaded. Same result for Jose Ramirez. Again, the 3-2 pitch to Ramirez. High ball four. The Indians get another walk on a bases-loaded walk. They get another run as Ramirez gets his team-high 16th RBI. Boy, how about this inning? The Indians have scored three times on an RBI double by Carlos Santana. And then Michael Brantley, and now Jose Ramirez drawing bases-loaded walks. Then in the ninth inning, the Indians added some insurance with Lonnie Chisenhall at the plate. Now the pitch. A swing and a line shot to deep center. Back goes Rosario. It's over his head. It'll one-hop the wall in dead center. Chisenhall is in with a double. Ramirez is in with the Indians' fifth run. Oh, Lonnie Chisenhall scalded a double over the head of Rosario in center field. And Chisenhall, now with nine RBIs on his second double of the year. And it's a 5-2 to two Indians lead here in the ninth. And then putting the finishing touches on things offensively in the ninth inning was tribe catcher Jan Gomes. The pitch. Swung and smashed to third by the diving Sano. Down the left field line. Kicks off the sidewall. Gomes trying for two. Chisenhall in to score. The throw to second. Not in time. A sliding double for Gomes. Oh, a big RBI double. Just inside the bag at third. Down the left field line. And Jan Gomes has put the Indians up 6-2. to two. And the Indians have torched the Twins bullpen for five runs today. Wow. And in the bottom of the ninth, Cody Allen was on to close it out. He pumps, he fires. Fastball, strike three, call. That's the ball game. The Indians have swept the Twins. So a three-game sweep of the Twins, thanks to the 6-2 win on Thursday afternoon. 
Then Friday night, the opener of a new series in Chicago against the White Sox. Great pitching matchup. Corey Kluber for the Indians. Jose Quintana for the White Sox. And Kluber was outstanding from the get-go. Very first inning, he looks solid. Two down, no score. First baseman Jose Abreu bangs one on the ground sharply to short. Gobbled up by Lindor. He'll throw over. And Corey Kluber cruises through a 12-pitch first inning. Then in the third inning, some drive defense came to the forefront thanks to Carlos Santana at first base. Kluber sets at the belt, delivers to Jacob May. He bangs one to first, diving grab by Santana, has it, steps on the bag, throws to Lindor at second, tags out the sliding Narvaez. What a play by Santana, diving toward the line at the bag at first, and then just slapped the glove on the bag, and then fired a strike to Lindor at second. The shortstop tagged out Narvaez. Wow, what a play. Now the Indians had taken the lead, scoring on a wild pitch by Quintana, allowing Austin Jackson to race home from third in the third inning. And then in the fourth, Brandon Geyer went deep. Quintana's ready. Here's the pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep left center field. Way back there. Home run, Brandon Geyer. And the Indians take a 3-0 lead. There's that production from the right side of the plate that Geyer brings to this ball club. He leaned into one and got it out of here just over the wall in left center. Tribe up 3-0 into the seventh inning thanks to Kluber on the mound and Lonnie Chisenhall defensively in right field. Kluber slicing up the socks. He winds and fires. Swing and a line shot to right. Lonnie Chisinau going back over his head. It'll short hop the wall. Chisinau firing to second. He's got him. Throw, tag, dive, out at second. Oh, what a play by Chisinau. Just into the game in right field. A liner that sailed over his head. It short hopped that wall. Chisinau made a strong throw to Frankie Lindor at second. And Melky Cabrera running like he was pulling a Budweiser truck, was out by 15 feet. So the White Sox get just their third hit, and Cabrera's wiped out with base running that would take you back to junior high. And the only drama was, would Kluber go the distance and get the shutout? In the eighth inning, he was solid again. Kluber tonight, 60 strikes, 30 balls. He winds, delivers strike two and right now the White Sox have no idea what's coming next the next delivery swing and a miss Corey Kluber had an eight pitch inning tonight he has now had three innings in which he has made nine pitches or fewer and Corey Kluber with his eighth strikeout seems to be getting better if that's possible and then in the ninth Kluber finished off the shutout the set, and Kluber's pitch, runner goes, pitch swung on, routine fly, shallow center, Lindor backpedaling, Lindor the shortstop makes the catch in shallow left center, ball game, and Corey Kluber has his shutout, and the Indians have their first four game win streak of the campaign, what a ball game by Corey Kluber, as tonight he fires a three hit shutout. So what a solid week for the Indians as they head into play on Saturday with a four-game win streak, all those games coming 
on this current road swing. Stay with us. When we return, we'll hear from Lonnie Chisenhall playing in the outfield, right field on Friday night, but earlier in the week playing some center field for the Indians, and we could see him there quite often here as the season continues. That's coming your way shortly as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly, like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You'll be loving the Mickey D's Rock Box with two Big Mac sandwiches, two cheeseburgers, a 10-piece chicken McNuggets, and four small fries. Plus, you'll get a two-for-one admission to the Rock Hall featuring the Class of 2017 inductee exhibit. That's a savings of $23.50. Rock and Roll is here to stay, but the Rock Box isn't. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only while supplies last. See box for details. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Chicago, where the Indians are playing the White Sox this weekend here in the Windy City. Lonnie Chisenhall on Friday night threw out another runner trying to take an extra base on the bases. His throwing arm has always been an asset for him ever since moving from third base to the outfield. Now, most of his outfield play has been in right, save for just a, a brief inning or two here and there in center. But since returning from a rehab assignment after that shoulder injury at the end of spring training, Chisenhall has seen significant time start well in center field. And when we caught up with Lonnie Chisenhall earlier this week, we talked to him about the moves in the outfield and the differences playing center field if it is indeed that big a deal. You know, it's all about just going and catching the ball. You know, there's a few you know things in center that are, are different than on the corners. You know, balls directly at you or over your head. Things like that. But, you know, you're able to anticipate a little bit more. You know, the responsibilities are a little bit different as far as backing guys up and you know, communicating to the corners. But, you know, it's it's baseball. You know, it's all about, you know, catching the ball, making the outs. And I know they, you played there a little bit in the spring, but it seems like it's more intensive here once the regular season has begun. How do you catch up on learning the finer points of a new position? You know, it's all about those reps, and, you know, sometimes it's going to be in-game reps. You know, there's going to be bumps and bruises, but, you know, you, you do as best as, you know, best you can during, you know, BP and things like that, getting those live reads and making sure you're doing those things before and after, you know, BP to, to take care of a few things. But like I said, there's going to be some you know, bumps and bruises probably, learning on the fly, just like right field. You know, but fortunately, we got a lot of good you know, you know, people surrounding me to you know, help me you know, you know, maybe speed up the learning curve a little bit. I know Brad Mills has said you're a good worker. You, you really do get a lot done during that BP time. And do you have to balance those sometimes, being ready for a game and then and trying to get that extra work in? <laughs> No, not really. You know, I, I take shagging pretty seriously. You know, that, that's the only way, you know, you're going to get better as far as, you know, defensively in the outfield. You know, so, you know, just going hard during the game and then, or during BP, and then the game will take care of itself. So, you know, you're not holding anything back during BP. You're making sure you're getting good quality reps. You're not trying to kill yourself or anything, but you're making sure you're ready for the game. 
and you're certainly helping the team at the plate. A couple of home runs this weekend, including a pinch hit grand slam. You don't see that every day. And, uh, you know, you look at your swing, and, and you have to start the year on a rehab assignment to, to get back from the shoulder issue. Uh, surprised that you could get into it that quickly and have your swing be where you like it to be? You know, you never know, you know, coming into the season how you're going to feel right off the bat. You know, spring training is a completely different beast than the season is. And, you know, guys are more competitive during the season. And you, you want to make sure. <laughs> have you know, long? I have such great teammates here to help me. Too. Is Trevor Bauer more competitive during the season? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think he knows the difference between spring and the season. Um, you know, but you got to be able to separate the two. You come into the season, you're, you're getting matched up with, you're getting, you know, pitched differently. Guys aren't working on their fastballs. Guys aren't working on their curveballs. They're trying to get you out. So, like I said, you, you're not you're jumping in with both feet. You know, game one, and you know, fortunately, we were you know I was able to put a few good swings on the balls and help the team. And pinch hitting never easy. Uh, how do you prepare yourself for a situation where a long game, you're sitting around a long time, yet you were ready to go from the, from the get go? You know, it, it's a it's a mentality thing where you're going up. You know, you can treat you know a, a start as you know four pinch hits. You know, each at bat's different. Each at bat requires different, you know, a, a different skill set, different things from you. Might have to get a guy over one time. You know, it might be a, a you know, a bases loaded trying to you know continue a rally or, or things like that. So, you try to compartmentalize and you know be ready mentally. Um, make sure your your body's ready to go, so you're moving around quite a bit during the game. And I, I have a a lot of pinch hits so far in my career, and you know I I look forward to it. It's a challenge. It's you know. It, Somebody's putting faith in you to go out there and get it done, and you know it, it's a good matchup between the pitcher and myself. And we'll finish where we began, talking about position changes. Uh, third base, one spring training coming up through your career. I know shortstop uh, way back when, before you turned pro, but uh, right field now, some center field. What's next for Lonnie Chisholm defensively? I don't know. You know, hopefully I'm able to do you know uh, uh, some good things out there. Uh, you know, it, it's about. Like I, I've said all along, being an asset to the team. You know, it, it, if it's center field right now, it's center field. If it's right, left, you know, I, I carry a first baseman with me. I carry my infield glove with me just in case. And, you know, it's all about, you know, being ready to, you know, help the Cleveland Indians win ballgames. All right, Lonnie. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Lonnie Chisenhall, who is off to an outstanding start at the plate and playing quite well defensively in the outfield as well. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with Trevor Bauer and talk pitching after his outstanding effort on Thursday, picking up his first win of the season in Minnesota. That's coming your way shortly as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hey, Frankie, what you got there? It's an Italian hero from Subway. A lot of meat on that sandwich. Well, yeah, Mrs. G, it's got mortadella, spicy capicola. Capicola? Nice. Genoa salami, oil and vinegar. Is that Mediterranean oregano I smell? Yeah, Mr. Antonelli. What did I tell you? That thing is loaded. That's a nice sandwich. You did good, Frankie. Real good. Thanks, Sal. Thanks. Everybody, Subway has the authentic taste everyone loves. Introducing the Italian hero. It's our better Italian flavor for a better Subway. Limited time only. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Open your mind. Notice a world of insurance rates at your fingertips. Compare the rates. For when you compare, you save. And when you save, you win. Like an eight-foot-tall basketball player protecting the rim with a fire hose. Compare Progressive direct rates with top competitors' rates for ultimate fulfillment. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. 
To run a faster mile, you use a stopwatch. To improve your dog's behavior, you use a trainer. How do you improve your financial skills? Use the red key. KeyBank helps you master your financial skills, giving you a way to track your financial wellness. The better your score, the better you're doing. All the way to thriving. Take your next step to financial wellness. KeyBank. Use the red key. Member FDIC and official banking home of the Cleveland Indians. Elk and Elk. Super Lawyers Top 5, National Trial Lawyers Top 100, Martindale Hubbell Top Rated Lawyers, Multi-Million Dollar Advocates Forum, and Elite Lawyers of America Platinum Member. For a top rated injury lawyer, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Hey Art, the Indians are ready to go head to head with the best. Just like our lawyers know how to play hardball against any opponent. For a seasoned team of injury lawyers, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk, proud partner of the Cleveland Indians. Go Tribe! Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk. We're in Chicago this weekend where the Indians are taking on the White Sox. Earlier on this road trip Thursday, Trevor Bauer earned his first win of the season, allowing just two runs over six innings of work. And for Bauer, he's trying to get rolling after a solid season a year ago, but one that he was not real pleased with, especially the second half. Now, so far in the first half of this season, he's made three starts, picked up the win on Thursday, and despite not earning a victory in his first two starts of the season, he seemed to throw the ball fairly well, and he says so far he's happy with how things are going. Yeah, process-wise, I'm very happy with it. I think I've executed pitches and game plans a lot better than I've been able to in the past. I'm happy with where my stuff's at, and obviously the results don't always follow the process, but process-wise, I think I'm throwing the ball really well. When you mention executing game plans and, and things like that, what allows you to do that more consistently than, than maybe at some other times? I think my mechanics are very much more stabilized now than they have been in prior years, and I think just all the work I've done in the off-seasons on commanding the ball and commanding off-speed pitches. and like I feel like I can throw a strike now whenever I need to um, with multiple pitches, and so I can work off the plate a little bit more without really worrying about being behind if I miss and then not being able to throw a strike to come back. And so it just opens up a lot more uh, possibilities for how to attack people. I know talking to you this spring, you were not pleased with how the second half of your season went a year ago, even though the the overall numbers look pretty good by the end of the season. So how much time do you take to take a break and and recharge before you get get right to it and and try and fix some things in, in preparation for this year? I didn't take a break. I think the season ended on a Tuesday. If I remember correctly, Monday or Tuesday, I flew to Salt Lake two days later, got my biomechanics analysis, flew home to L.A. to see my parents for a couple days to get my physical assessments and some film and stuff like that, and then started throwing and lifting right away. So I think I had like a total of like four days that I just didn't do any baseball stuff. I usually start all my stuff November 1st, and we play until I think November 2nd, so I just rolled right through. When you look back at, at the experiences, though, of, of postseason uh, how much do you think that might help you in the in the years ahead now, especially if the Indians are fortunate enough to be back in that position again? I don't know. That's, that's such a hard thing to say. Um, I don't think experience is like a tangible thing. You know, it's not like you look and say, "Oh, well, my velo's up by one mile an hour this year, and we can measure that." You know, I don't. I don't think you can look out on the mound and say, "Oh, yeah, look, he executed that pitch because of his experience. Look how experienced he is." You know, so that'll be kind of a in the moment type situation that I don't know that I'll even notice. You know, I'm sure it's helped in some way. I just can't really put a finger on exactly how. 
Trevor Bauer joining us. Got the win yesterday in Minneapolis. And Trevor, you look at, at making adjustments in the offseason and going right to work, not not taking too much of a break. Is that almost as fun for you as the actual game situation at times, just kind of trying to figure out how to be the best that you can be? Yeah, I think that's my biggest passion in life is like, I don't know exactly how to say it, science and technology and how to like squeeze the last nth percent out of a, a model that you're using and make it the most efficient, the most powerful. And I just, I really enjoy that stuff. So in the off season, when I don't have to be in shape to, to compete, you know, when the results don't necessarily matter as much as trying to improve, um, I get to use a lot more of those like scientific methods and research a lot of stuff and, and physics and fluid dynamics, all sorts of different, you know, surface chemistry and stuff like that that I really enjoy, that really, like, you know, energizes me. A lot of times we'll see the good stuff that, that works. You ever work on something and, and then just throw it away because it, you're like, wow, that, that's not what, what we're looking for? Many, many times um, during the offseason. I added a split this year, um, and I've gone, I went through, like, three or four iterations of it as the offseason progressed before I found one that I could settle on and, and produce the right spin axis and spin rate and was also reliable at high intent and I felt like I could locate and played well to hitters that I faced and there's, there's so many different things that go into it but yeah I mean I go through a bunch of different tests and retests and the majority of them don't turn out anything and if one of them turns out something I can use then it's all worth it. So when you get to spring training you, you come up with some different things how do you blend that in with some of the things that that Mickey Calloway or Jason Beret or even even the catchers, Roberto or, or Jan, might come to you with and, and make sure that it all fits together? Well, I think it's uh, it's easy in this case because you have two, two guys on the staff that throw splits, basically, and are very successful with them, Salazar and Carrasco. So the catchers know how they use them. So it's, a, it's kind of a blending of, like, my design of the pitch and my idea for where I want it to go, and then talking to them about how, like, what is the most effective way to use that and to which hitters and which scenarios and where to locate it and stuff like that to maximize its uh, effectiveness. And then just trying to, like, I'll get on the same page with, you know, how much I use it and when and, you know, like, all that different stuff. But definitely a blending of, like, the scientific approach, which is which I'm passionate about and the experience that um, everybody on the team, you know, pitching coaches, bullpen coaches, catchers, you know, all, the, all those guys, even Salazar and Carrasco, all the experience that they bring, you know, having thrown that pitch and seen it play out and all that stuff. A couple of things to close with Trevor Bauer, uh, back to yesterday's game. Uh, the two runs he allowed came in the same inning, uh, and it was an odd inning, but you got through it, minimal damage. How do you look at that in terms of, of your growth as a, a pitcher in the major leagues to try and limit damage and be effective when things appear to be a real struggle in a certain period of time? Yeah, I think I'm um, starting to look at those innings a little bit differently. Like when I'm in them, instead of trying to give up zero, like high risk, high reward, you either give up zero or you can get behind some hitters and end up giving up a bunch of runs. Um, I was trying to find a way to you know give up one or maybe two, minimize it, and just get on to the next inning, whether that be trying to just induce a sack fly or you know, maybe first and third, nobody out, find a way to get a double play ball instead of trying to strike someone out and ending up with bases loaded, nobody out. Ultimately, I'd like to be able to minimize every inning to to one or less. I think so far that the big innings kind of hurt me. I think I gave up three against Arizona in one inning, three against Detroit, and two the next inning. So if I can find a way to cut those down to one, 
um, instead of a crooked number, then I think I'll be in a, a really good spot. Yeah, you battled through, got that first win under your belt. Trevor, thanks for the time. That was fun. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. That's Indians pitcher Trevor Bauer, always with uh, some great answers and a lot of thought into what he's doing. He truly is a tinkerer with the craft of pitching, and it's something that he certainly enjoys. And uh, the Indians are the beneficiaries here early in the season as he's off to a, a real nice start, part of a starting rotation that's really starting to find itself here after a, a tricky first time or two through this last time through. They've all gone six innings, and they've given the Indians a chance to win. It's no coincidence that heading into play on Saturday, they have won four straight. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll have our final segment, The Farm Report, with new Indians director of player development, James Harris. That comes your way shortly as we continue with Tribe Talk from Chicago on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hey, Frankie, what you got there? It's an Italian hero from Subway. A lot of meat on that sandwich. Well, yeah, Mrs. G, it's got mortadella, spicy capicola. Capicola? Nice. Genoa salami, oil and vinegar. Is that Mediterranean oregano I smell? Yeah, Mr. Antonelli. What did I tell you? That thing is loaded. That's a nice sandwich. You did good, Frankie. Real good. Thanks, Sal. Thanks. Everybody, Subway has the authentic taste everyone loves. Introducing the Italian hero. It's our better Italian flavor for a better Subway. Limited time only. If you're scouting for an all-star health insurance plan for yourself, your family, or your business, take a close look at Medical Mutual. We're the health insurance company Ohioans can trust in any inning. We have the experience and a network of doctors and hospitals to cover all your bases. And our team is always warmed up and ready to deliver award-winning customer service. For all your health insurance needs, make the call to Medical Mutual, the official health insurer of your Cleveland Indians. Visit medmutual.com slash gotribe. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Chicago where the Indians take on the White Sox this weekend in the Windy City. And uh, so far, so good. They defeated the White Sox on Friday night on an outstanding effort pitching-wise by Corey Kluber with the three-hit shutout. James Harris is the Indians' new director of player development, the farm director for the Indians, as uh, he oversees the farm system now, taking over for Carter Hawkins, who moved into an assistant general manager's role. And uh, we'll get to focusing on AAA Columbus and uh, Mike Clevenger in just a little bit with James Harris. But when we uh, began with him earlier this week, we asked him about where his focus is in terms of, of not quite getting out and seeing some of these teams quite yet over the first week to 10 days of the season and why it's important for those teams to get started with their season and get into that seasonal routine after the rigors of spring training. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes, the beginning of the season, and these guys are coming up from Arizona. They're finding places to live. They're establishing their private practice schedules. They're adjusting to the East Coast time zone. So definitely wanted them to get established before I came in to visit to to, to get to see everyone and, and spend some time with them. Now it's all part of the, the ebbs and flows of getting a season going, and the Columbus Clippers are, are off to a nice start with some uh, good individual performances. And Mike Clevenger is a name that's uh, very familiar to Indians fans, having pitched up here quite a bit a season ago. He's starting a season at the AAA level with tremendous results, was the International League Pitcher of the Week the week gone by. And uh, from reports that you're hearing, what has he done well that's allowed him to get off to a good start and continue his progress to try and get back to Cleveland? Uh, the first thing that he does does well is his preparation. He comes to the ballpark every single day uh, with a plan to get better and prepare himself for that opportunity 
to help our big league club later in the season. So he takes each and every outing seriously as it, as if it's a, a World Series game. And he, he comes in, puts in the work, is a good teammate, and that allows him to play freely uh, on the mound and, and, and show us everything he has. And obviously it's, it's never easy when you're trying to make a club out of spring training to have to go back to AAA. And uh, this can apply to others as well, but what are, are some of the biggest keys that the Indians try to do to make sure a player has that, that proper mindset when they do have to go back to a minor league level? Yeah, and for us, whether it be Columbus or Cleveland, the approach is the same. So coming in, preparing yourself over the course of the, the five days for, to prepare for that opportunity is the same whether whether you're in, in Cleveland, Chicago, or, or Columbus. So being able to come in with that mindset every day that the situation doesn't matter matter um, is kind of the, the way that we prepare these guys to, to come in and, and, and help us. When you look at, at some others down there, and this may go along those lines, uh, you have a shortstop, Eric Gonzalez, who we saw a bunch in, in Major League Spring Training and had a great opportunity to, to try and make the team, and he has started at AAA Columbus. Here's a career shortstop, a very good one, but his role in the major leagues will probably be different than that when he, when he gets here. And, and what does that mean for him at the minor league level? What are you seeing from him at Columbus? Well, what's, what's great about him is, is you've talked a little bit about his position at shortstop, and he's definitely going to play that both with us in Columbus and potentially in the major leagues. But one thing that we've tried to do with him in preparation is, is play him all over. So, in Columbus, you'll see him in the outfield. You'll see him at shortstop. You'll see him at second base. He's adding that versatility to his toolbox. So when he does come up, he can he can help in a lot of different ways, not just at shortstop, but potentially all over the field. So by being able to do some of that in Columbus, like I said, adding, adding those tools to the toolbox, getting comfortable, getting some experience, so we can do that in the future at a high level. How far in advance do you plan out where Gonzalez plays on, on a particular day and, and how many – days a week, say he plays at second or maybe even the outfield. Uh, how detailed is that plan for him? It's pretty detailed. Well, Trimmy is, is in very good communication with our major league staff and, and people here in the front office. Uh, and that plan is, is, is very specific uh, to helping Eric to develop. So, like I said, it, it might not be months in advance, but we're definitely taking a look at over the course of each 10 days uh, what the experience looks like for Eric and uh, it's, it's been a lot of people been on board with, with his development and excited to see his growth. James Harris joining us. He's the Indians' director of player development. We're talking Columbus this week at the AAA level and, and uh, a lot of prospects there. Mike Clevenger, Eric Gonzalez, Bradley Zimmer, of course. But uh, on a AAA roster, you, you have some of those savvy seasoned veterans. And uh, we were talking earlier about catcher Eric Kratz, uh, another who was in Major League camp a good portion of the time. Uh, what has he brought to that team, and, and what do you look for from him as one of the elder statesmen on that ball club? Eric is he's probably the, uh, he's definitely the oldest person in our organization, but he, he brings more than just age. He brings experience. He, he's a true professional. Um, we had him for a short time when I was in Pittsburgh last year, and one of the things that we're excited about him is he's an example of what a professional looks like. He's an example of what a great teammate looks like. So him having him in Columbus with our young pitchers and having him being some insurance for what we have in the big at the big league level is is really exciting, um, and it gives us some peace of mind 
to know that you have someone like that in your organization. And as you look ahead now, uh, the season starting to get rolling, uh, obviously at the major league level, but also at the minor league level, uh, you start to get deep into the travel part of it. What lies ahead for you this week in terms of getting out to as many different places as you can be? Yeah, I mean, with, with the big league team away, I'll be with uh, Mahoning Valley this week. I'm sorry, with Lake County this week. Uh, I'll be with them for a couple of days. Then I'll head to Lynchburg for about three or four days. Then I'll head to the Dominican uh, for about three days. And then I'll be back here when the team comes back sometime next week. So gives us an opportunity to see about 100 players uh, in the next seven days or so. Uh, as well as being able to spend some time with our, our managers and staff to continue to build those relationships. That's James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. We'll join you next weekend back home in Cleveland as the Indians will be in the midst of a new homestand. They'll be taking on the Seattle Mariners next weekend, preceded by a midweek series against the Houston Astros. So we hope to see you at the ballpark. And until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Cleveland Clinic Radio Network. Listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron. Visit areyououtthere.com.